Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1. A name is chosen rather than much wealth, than silver and than gold, good grace. This is saying it's better to have a good name than to be rich. This isn't talking about having a reputation. In the New Testament, it said that Jesus made himself of no reputation, meaning that he did not want or cultivate a reputation. Today, we misuse the word. We think that reputation means that you're a good person, but it really doesn't. It means that you're getting credit for something that you're not. In other words, people admire you based on a stereotype or a collective idea of who you are and what you are. Wealthy people and movie stars have reputations based on things that have nothing to do with their character. So it's based on how they look or how much money they have. And that's why movie stars are so popular and yet so deviant at the same time. But people don't pay attention to how deviant they are, and they still have a good reputation based on how they look or something like that. So Jesus made himself of no reputation. He didn't cultivate an idea that he was cool or sexy or funny. He didn't have groupies. People loved him if they did love him. They loved him for who he was. And if they hated him, they hated him for who he was. Because he always presented himself totally authentic. And when you do that, you won't have a reputation. You'll have a name. Having a good or a bad name is based on the things that you do. 2. Rich and poor have met together. The maker of them all is Jehovah. In God's eyes, we're all equals, whether we're rich or poor. And that's why pursuing wealth is a big waste of time. What the Lord cares about and what makes you his friend and what will allow you to stand before him on judgment day without being destroyed is obedience. Obedience is the greatest thing that you will ever do in your entire life. There's going to be a lot of nobodies on judgment day who are welcomed with open arms into heaven because they obeyed him. And there's going to be a lot of powerful preachers and famous orators who don't get in because they didn't obey. 3. The prudent hath seen the evil and is hidden, and the simple have passed on and are punished. Somebody with good judgment can see the writing on the wall. They can see that they're walking into a bad part of town, or something is going on with somebody else's behavior, and the person with good judgment can avoid that bad situation. But somebody who is not wise will walk straight into trouble. 4. The end of humility is the fear of Jehovah, riches and honor and life. Physical riches and temporal things that are mentioned in the Old Testament are all metaphor or allegory for spiritual things under the new covenant of Jesus Christ. The only riches that you and I need are the riches of the character of Jesus Christ and salvation. But the way to inherit those riches is through humility, admitting that we are sinners and humbling ourselves before the Lord and obeying Him. 5. Thorns, snares are in the way of the perverse. Whoso is keeping his soul is far from them. 
When people do perverted things like lying, cheating, stealing, and harming others, they are creating a snare or a trap for themselves. They're going to have trouble with the law, trouble in the community, trouble in their family, trouble at work. And if you're wise, you won't practice perversity. 6. Give instruction to a youth about his way. Even when he is old, he turneth not from it. People can be taught to problem-solve and obey authority. And if you teach a child these skills when they're young, then they'll be able to perform these skills as an adult. And if you teach your child to obey you, then it'll be so much easier for them to see the value in obeying the Lord. But if you raise a rebellious child because you don't have boundaries, you don't mean what you say, you don't follow through, and you don't have expectations, then you'll end up with a child that's not only rebellious against you, but they'll also rebel against the Lord. 7. The rich over the poor ruleth, and a servant is the borrower to the lender. The person with the most money controls the lives of those who work for him. Likewise, if you owe anybody money, if you have any outstanding debts, those people are controlling your life because your paycheck doesn't belong to you. And when your paycheck doesn't belong to you, that means you're under someone else's control. And that's why the Bible repeatedly tells us not to be in financial debt. 8. Whoso is sowing perverseness reapeth sorrow, and the rod of his anger weareth out. Perverseness isn't just sexual. You can be perverse in any area. For instance, your speech can be perverse because you tell lies, or your work can be perverse because you cut corners and you don't do things correctly. If you are a perverse person, then it will bring sorrow into your life. This verse has two metaphors in it. One of them is of bringing in a harvest that's no good because of your perversity. And the other metaphor is that you are a shepherd and your rod of correction, where you correct the direction of the sheep, it will not have any effect. And you won't be able to argue with anybody about the outcome of your life if you are a perverse person. It will all be your own fault. 9. The good of I, he is blessed, for he hath given of his bread to the poor. Good of I is just a euphemism for having good character. So if you have good character, you will be blessed because you are feeding the poor. 10. Cast out a scorner, and contention goeth out, and strife and shame cease. People who make fun of others and berate others. If you get those people out of your life, then you'll also get arguments out of your life. Because those are the same people that want to pick an argument with you. Don't hang out with people who put down or mock other people. 11. Whoso is loving cleanness of heart, grace are his lips, a king is his friend. This is saying that if you have integrity, then those who are in authority will trust you. 12. The eyes of Jehovah have kept knowledge, and he overthroweth the words of the treacherous. The Lord is listening to what we say. He backs up those who speak the truth, and he overthrows those who tell lies. 
He may be very patient and long-suffering for years, but if you never repent, he will overthrow you. 13. The slothful man hath said, A lion is without, in the midst of the broad places, I am slain. This means that lazy people always have an excuse for not working. They say the sky is falling, or they're not feeling well, or somebody looked at them sideways. It's really damaging to have a lazy character. If you're too lazy to obey your teachers and your parents and your supervisor, you're also going to be too lazy to obey God. It actually is effort and work to obey the Lord, but it's easy if you're used to it, just like it's effort and work to go to school or go to the job. But if you're conditioned to do it, then it doesn't feel like that big of a deal. So we need to get in the habit of doing what we know we're expected to do. 14. A deep pit is the mouth of strange women. The abhorred of Jehovah falleth there. This could either be talking about a woman who you're not married to or a prostitute. Women can flatter men to get attention, but what ends up happening is either adultery or fornication. Some women do this because they're lonely and they're looking for affirmation from a person. Women need to change their perspective so that they're getting affirmation from the Lord and nobody else. And men also need to do it because that way nobody falls victim to flattery. 15. Folly is bound up in the heart of youth. The rod of chastisement putteth it far from him. When we're young, we do a lot of stupid things until we get corrected. And that's what this verse is saying, that if you have a youth in your life, correct them. Because then, by the time they become a full-fledged adult, they'll be able to act properly. 16. He is oppressing the poor to multiply to him. He is giving to the rich only to want. It says that if you oppress poor people in order to get rich, and if you give money to rich people, you will end up in poverty yourself. The Lord will bring you to bankruptcy. He'll bring you to the end of your rope if you use money in the wrong way. And sadly, there's a lot of Christians who give their money to millionaires just because that millionaire has a ministry and calls his or herself a pastor. We're called to help the poor, the needy, and the helpless, not a pastor of a megachurch. He doesn't need any help. They claim sometimes that they did an outreach for the poor, but that so-called outreach didn't lead hardly anybody at all to salvation. They got a goodie bag and a free meal and maybe a blanket and some clothes. Meanwhile, it's only less than a drop in the bucket of the wealth that that pastor has. The so-called outreach is just a false flag to make you think that you're giving to the poor when you're not. Maybe one penny or half a penny of what you donated actually goes to the poor, and it goes in a very feeble way and doesn't really change anyone's life. It's the gospel that's going to change people's life. But they rarely tell people the real gospel. Most of the time, all they're doing is handing out hugs and kisses and telling people that Jesus loves them, and that's it. Or they're teaching them spiritism and new age by training people to do incantations to get miracles. 17. 
Incline thine ear, and hear words of the wise, and thy heart set to my knowledge. This is a father saying to his son, Listen to me, and do what I say. And that's what the Lord says to you and I. He says, Listen to me, and do what I say. 18. For they are pleasant when thou dost keep them in thy heart. They are prepared together for thy lips. The Lord is saying, When you keep my commandments in your heart, meaning that you practice them and you cherish my commandments, then you will be able to teach them to other people. 19. That thy trust may be in Jehovah, I caused thee to know today, even thou. The Lord says, If you obey me, you will learn to trust me, and today you will be saved. In the New Testament, it says today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow we could get run over by a truck, or struck by a disease, or anything. But today is the day of salvation, so don't put it off. 20. Have I not written to thee three times with counsels and knowledge? Three times is a euphemism for multiple times. And yes, the Lord has spoken to us directly multiple times to listen to him. Even if we never read the Bible before, the Lord has spoken to us in our hearts and he has told us to obey him. 21. To cause thee to know the certainty of sayings of truth, to return sayings of truth to those sending thee. This is a metaphor of a father speaking to a son, but it's really the Lord speaking to you and me. And he says, Didn't I tell you my commandments so that you would know truth? And truth is Jesus Christ. When we obey the Lord, we will get to know Jesus Christ. How do you know somebody? It's by walking in their shoes. It's by walking alongside of them and going through life with them and experiencing what they experience. And that's also how we get to know the Lord, when we're following Him through His experiences and we're obeying Him and learning what it feels like to act like Jesus. That's how we get to know Jesus. So when he tells you to obey him, he's teaching you how to be like him. By learning how to be like him, we learn who he is. We learn that he's long-suffering and that he's tender-hearted and he has compassion on people. We learn that by obeying his law. 22. Rob not the poor because he is poor and bruise not the afflicted in the gate. The gate is the town gate, which means the courthouse. Don't take a poor person to court. Don't rob from a poor person. Whatever they have, let them keep it. In order to be filthy rich, you have to hurt somebody at some point. You have to take advantage of your customers. You have to cut corners. You have to take advantage of your employees. The people who have billions of dollars have hurt people. That's how they got their billions. 23. For Jehovah pleadeth their cause, and hath spoiled the soul of their spoilers. This means that if we take advantage of poor people, the Lord will get revenge himself. 24. Show not thyself friendly with an angry man, and with a man of fury go not in. This means do not be friends with somebody who cannot control their temper. If you have a friend who flies off the handle at little things and throws temper tantrums, you need to get a new friend. That person is not good for you. 25. Lest thou learn his paths and have received a snare to thy soul. 
whoever we hang out with will end up adopting a lot of their behaviors. 26. Be not thou among those striking hands, among sureties for burdens. Here again is one of the multiple verses that tell us not to back up other people financially. They either won't pay it back or they'll pay it back so slowly that it does you no good. For instance, they'll say, can I have 500? You'll give them 500 and you won't see it for years or you won't see it ever. Or they'll pay you back in $20 increments, something ridiculous like that. 27. If thou hast nothing to pay, why doth he take thy bed from under thee? This is similar to a verse we read in the law in Leviticus that said that if a poor man gives you a pledge, such as his coat or anything of value, that you have to give it back to him before nightfall because he needs it to stay warm. So you can't keep his coat overnight because that would persecute him. And here it's saying the same thing. Don't take a pledge from somebody who's too poor to give a pledge. Just give them the money. And Jesus said, don't even loan it to them. Just let them have the money. If they're that poor that they can't put up any collateral, then just give them what they need. 28. Remove not a border of old times that thy fathers have made. This says, don't be deviant and move your neighbor's fence. 29. Hast thou seen a man speedy in his business? Before kings he doth station himself. He stations not himself before obscure men. If a person is highly productive and enterprising, then they will end up working for powerful people. If you just want to do the minimum work to get a paycheck, then you will work in an ordinary job. And that concludes Proverbs chapter 22.